Congratulations! You're listening to Congratulations Pine Tree, the base number one arts and culture podcast with me, Kate Rose. And me, Maysoon Wazwaz. And it's episode 300! Fireworks! 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 Explosion! Holy crap! Okay, (laughs) here we go, Maysoon, as we promised. We're going to do a a countdown of our top 10 moments of all time. Oh, gosh. And we actually have 11. Oh, Jesus Christ. Everyone (laughs) strap in. Get your... We actually have snacks and things ready just in case. Yeah, we're really full on. Um, Okay, well, but should we say a few words, Mason? It has been... We've really been doing this. Right. I actually had to look this up earlier today. I was like, when did we start the podcast? Because, of course, I don't remember anything. But Mm -hmm. our first episode was June 15th, 2014. And it was a sweet, a sweet moment. I was actually trying to look for, I don't know if you found this, one of the earliest moments where we talk about our origin story. Uh huh. Because I feel like it changes over the years. And I (laughs) want to find all the moments when we're asked by an interviewer (laughs) about how we got started. Well, we never... (laughs) We're in agreement about that. I know, that. but I feel like it's changed a few times is the only thing. So I'm going to, here's also one of the things I'm doing right now. I'm going to look into it. Oh, sure enough. Yeah. We always promise to look into <laughs> I things. I always promise to look uh-huh. into things and bring back the mm-hmm. the research to the listeners. And We've made a notoriously lot of don't. lofty goals. Oh my God, so many. Mm-hmm. I think I started a list of like well, all the gonna things. Well, we're going to do them. All the things. We were going to like start a commune. Oh my God. There's just too many. We were going to interview every artist in the Bay Area. (laughs) Do you remember that? Yeah. That was one of our early goals. I don't know, man. There were just so I just, when I was listening to a few episodes, there were just so many times I was like, oh, I'll look into that. Nope. Didn't do it. We were going to reach out. I'm just, I'm also just want to give everyone like in this new year, even when I say I'm going to do something, I'm just going to let you know now that I'm probably not going to. So don't be disappointed. It's just one of the things that we have to accept about me. Great. (laughs) Including me accepting it about me. I think that shows a lot of growth. (laughs) I do. Okay, Mason, let's get right down into it. Okay. Oh, I just one other caveat I want to say before we get into it is I have to say I did a horrible job mixing in the early episodes <laughs> where the the everything about it was terrible. We were using like oh, no. my, that old Korg recorder. Oh, remember the little like the little mini recorder we with had the socks that, on it. But no, we definitely had the socks on instead of for our P pops for our like wind I remember screens. Kate once hitting me in the face across the room with the sock by mistake. Well, I think I hit like <laughs> Stephen Wolf or somebody. We interviewed some people that weren't like our close friends. Stephen Wolf does not care. And I definitely launched the I sock that off guy. the mic. <laughs> At many people, and I apologize to them. But yeah, so when I was going back through some of these episodes, I was like, damn, I did not normalize the amplitude very much at all. But anyhow, let's start actually with with number 11. This is actually an honorable mention in the top 10. This is from episode 12, Alcatraz, Elections, and Bison, which aired on Sunday, November 6, 2014. Now, do you remember this one? 2014? It's 2023, Kate. I can barely remember last year. I mean, okay. let's be real. 
Okay, I tried. I think a lot of these clips are just more kind of symbolic of ongoing things that we uh, talk about that have become touchstones mm, okay. in, in the show. And so this was one of the first times that we talk about the etiquette that you're supposed to adhere to at an art reception. Okay, oh. like at an art opening. I had just had an opening that I was in. Like for a show, a group show, I was in an incline gallery and I'm trying to talk to you about how bad it went. <laughs> okay, ready? Okay, I'm ready. I can't wait. What are the habits and rituals that we do at receptions and what's appropriate and what's not? I don't know. What do you mean? I usually try to, <laughs> I actually usually try to work, look at the work first. I try to ignore everyone there. I'm like, you know what? I actually want to look at the work first and then be social. Like I might say, hey, like from across the room, but keep walking, like be very clearly focused this on looking. Bullshit. <laughs> and then I'll kind of like swing in, swing into the social scene. What? I had a guy chat with me at the reception for, I'm going to say 20 minutes. It felt like 20 minutes. That's too long. <laughs> about global warming. Oh my God. I can talk to anyone on any topic for any amount of time. That's great. And I'm not good at ending conversations. Yeah, you're so too, you're from Ohio. You're too fucking nice. Oh my god! I don't think it's an Ohio thing, but it is. It's a Midwestern thing. Well, I think I learned it from my mom, and my mom's from outside of San Jose. And what's that about? She's just a farm girl, so <laughs> I think it's about being rural. So talk to that guy forever. And then Tamara Seal, who I love, artist that I respect. Tamara Seal comes, and she's trying to say hi to me and stuff. I'm trying to say hi to her while continuing this conversation with this rando about global warming or whatever. I mean, I'm totally like bringing this on myself and then I'm asking Tamara about her opening but I'm also like really involved with this other conversation so I can't remember I asked her honest to god I probably asked her five times <laughs> what opens. day her show opens and by the last time she's like you're hilarious I'm not even telling she's you now like, you're an asshole get out of here <laughs> basically look it up on the fucking website <laughs> I felt really bad so I don't know you got any tips for that me soon uh, you know, I think you have to learn how to gracefully exit a conversation, Kate. I don't know. I don't know how. <laughs> just excuse me for one second, and then you just never go back. <laughs> or, you know, was, oh, you know, it was lovely to talk to you, but I, I need to talk to this other person really quick. Or I need to touch bases with my gallerist right here. <laughs> I don't know. That is absolutely adult, mature, smart, professional thing to do. Right. When people do that to me, I get my feelings hurt. <laughs> Even though I know the person is like, you are fucking got a million things to do. Like if it's their show or if they run the space or whatever, they got a million people to talk to. But like when they're like, oh, it's been really great talking to you. Like enjoy. And then I'm like, I thought we were going to spend this whole evening together. <laughs> Why did that see? Yeah, no, no. You just got to let that go. People are fucking busy. They're at work. The artists who are in the show are at work. The gallerists who are running the show are at fucking work. Literally. They do not have time for a 20-minute conversation. That guy should have known better. Why was he talking about global warming? He was at an art show. Fucking talk about the artwork, man. It was my fault, man. I think it was all my fault. I'm not putting anything on that guy. It was definitely your fault. Okay, May soon. Oh my god. That was a little bit painful to oh, listen no. to. Well, there's only ten more to go. There's only like Oh it's so interesting to hear. I did not listen to that. It's gonna be half an hour more of more clips. 
because I'm so surprised by I feel like I was so aggressive. <laughs> and I don't it's interesting. Do, am I still like that? Yes. Oh fucking hell. But you're not. You're it's I wouldn't call it aggressive. Oh, I think that's I would call pretty it, aggressive. I would call it assertive. Oh my god. I would god. call it um self-assured. I think I think that was but I do think the way I'm going to die. I'm dying already. Oh, no. oh my god. I feel like I have a different perspective on that question on oh, that really? whole conversation oh, now. Oh wow, okay. I think I think you were right on. Well, I think I was on right on about like artists and gallerists working at those events like they're actually working and on the job and that of course but I do think socializing is part of the job also. Sure. But not having like a 20 minute conversation about you know, that's a little bit like extreme. I think you were absolutely correct. Well, but I also feel like at the the fir- my first comment about how you just go right in and you look at the artwork first. I'm like, that's such bullshit. Like, you don't ever do that at an opening. And honestly, I feel like you go to an opening to see the people, not to see the artwork now. Yeah, sure. You know enough. what I mean? Like, it's one thing if you go to a show, but if you're going to an opening, you're actually going to be amongst the people. Right. I mean, I to be fair, I think it when you said it was all it, you didn't do it then either. <laughs> wow, I was just so assertive about that point, and I'm like, you're a d- oh, you no, know, Mason, no, 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 no. It's fine. No, I, you're a blessed angel oh, from heaven. You're a blessed angel from heaven who is wrong about that. <laughs> Anyhow, it's interesting because I feel like that could also be. <laughs> It was only our 10th episode, so we were new, and I'm sure it was still... 12th. 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 Okay, well, okay. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I remember being, like, very uncomfortable still, probably about doing the podcast to some degree. And now I'm just like, now I've just completely given in. (laughs) You know what I mean? In a way where, like, I just, it's fine. I'm always going to be who I am, and that's okay. Wow. This is going to be a real... (laughs) That was quite the episode. Holy shit. Oh, no. Okay. Fantastic. And I will say on my end, not a thing has changed. (laughs) Although I do feel like my voice sounds different now. Yes. It took me a second to realize it was you, actually. (laughs) I was like, that's not not me. It's got to be Kate. But wow. Can you describe what it is that's changed? Uh, No. Oh, okay. I don't really know. I do think something in the timbre mm. and cadence and tone and pitch of What's my What's a timbre? I think it's kind of like, okay, so you know how color has like value, which is how light or dark it is. Okay. It has chromatic intensity, which is like how vibrant the color is. Okay. And then it has hue, which is like whether it's blue or red or purple or whatever. It's like the actual what color it is okay right i think timbre is kind of like the hue of sound what do you say to that hmm. <laughs> i have to say i think of tambourine and so i feel like the words come from the same root and i want to think about that for a second okay let's continue to think about that <laughs> as we listen to number 10 <clears throat> this is from episode 171 which was Mare Island. This oh, yeah. aired on Friday, May 4th, 2018. Now, this, the, I feel like the theme, 
that this one is representing. <laughs> you're going to just be in hell for this whole time. This one is... When, as long as you're happy, Kate. One of the things I think that also has come up a lot on the show is that Maysoon is a little bit squeamish about some things. Oh, are we talking about butts again? <laughs> God damn it. Well, this one we're discussing one, uh, a video by Aaron Cantor. Do you remember him? I'm trying to. He had a series of videos up at the SF Arts Commission Gallery. And um, anyhow, you'll hear about it. Was this before I worked there? I think this was like when you very first started. Let's take a little trip down memory lane. And they have, some of them have ball gags. Yeah. But they're just going about their day. They're playing tennis. (laughs) They're going swimming in the pool. They're doing aerobics. It's pretty fucking hysterical. Yeah, I love that. I loved it. At the very end, it's supposed to be a dream, but maybe not a dream. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <sighs> and then there's the one that I can't handle. That car video, it was called Imperial Trans Am, right? And so it seemed like it was kind of playing oh. off this Kenneth Ager video called Custom Car Commandos, where this guy is like very sensually like buffing out his like classic car. With his crotch. Yeah, and like showing... <laughs> But this one really takes it to the next level where there's like a a drag queen like licking all the chrome. And yeah. Like, then like. We call the what was just sort of like a goth, almost goth. Yeah, goth drag kind of. Yeah. With the like red contacts. The red and contacts. All that. It's it was really intense. Nails. But I was saying I kind of wish that there was the full penetration. Kate always wants full penetration. <laughs> I can't even handle it where it's where it's at now, which is just like massive like amounts. Like pouring of this what's supposed to be motor oil. Oil, yeah. All just over like their all body. over in the mouth, flowing out, rubbing it around. Yeah. It's just like so intense. Oh yeah. For me, but I have a thing with liquid and bodies. Yeah, why is that? I don't we know. don't have to get into it in the psychoanalytic. I just sense. don't know. It's like performance art where people are shitting or pissing. I just or <laughs> I mean, some puking, I spitting. puking does get me spitting. But there is like I just a, like bot- I don't know. It's just like I just that one didn't. But I think usually if something's in a video, it usually doesn't phase me. Yeah, the video, video and live, it's like I have a similar reaction. Yeah, sweat. I don't puking, know. Puking though, that's rough. <laughs> rough stuff. Actually, puking doesn't bother me as much, which is weird. I've been to a few performance pieces with puking, and I was glad I wasn't in the front row, but I was I like... Had, <laughs> I was taping a video for a friend who you know once, and they were straight up puking down my arm while I held the camera. Wasn't that an actual project and not was, just sick? Uh, I wouldn't do it for fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? That was okay. hysterical. I now, have... is that true, Mason? <clears throat> you have puking you're okay with. It's absolutely... <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Why do we say any of the I don't shit know. I have such strong like puke reflexes. If someone pukes near me, I'm like basically same. I, no, I, I have to run like, away. I'm just a, a mess. It's a whole thing. It's a legit like bodily. How like, did I um, say puking doesn't bother me? That's like the most. That's rando. I don't even. I don't even understand that. But I am still very squeamish around liquids and bodies together. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's and a common theme, whenever right? I go to performance art shows at Counterpulse, for example, I'm in the back row. Yeah. <laughs> just in a, case. With an those, umbrella. Um, like like you're Mac. seeing Gallagher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's so funny. That's a great one. Love that. I remember one. those videos. Yes, I do. They were great. They were great. 10 yep. out of 10. <laughs> okay. Coming here in at number nine is an episode from Sunday, February 8th, 2015. That's way back in the day. 
This was from episode 25, which was called Under Bed. I forgot to say in the beginning, obviously there are so many incredible moments where we (laughs) were talking to someone and interviewing them. None of that is in Yeah. Like, there's been every single one is perfect, and we salute them all. (laughs) Agreed. Okay, so this moment is something I think of often. We were talking about all these spaces at the time that had opened and were like weird little cubby holes that were only open for a short amount of time. Mm. And so um, that's kind of what we're referencing here. Am I going off about something? I don't think. I don't oh, think. God. No, you're not going off too bad, I don't think. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to like have a whole new system in this one. And here we go. I think there's plenty. I feel like there's actually plenty of new initiatives being started all the time, whether or not they're, you know. No, I'm saying what if there are no more new ones? Let's do no more new ones. This is a thought. Okay, this is like this a, is this is a scenario. You're giving me a scenario. Okay. Not that I've actually thought about it before this <laughs> moment, but just a thought. What if next time Jimmy Jenkins wants to start a gallery under his bed, uh-huh. let's open one <laughs> hour of terrifying. a month, you know, and gets an alternative exposure grant and right. yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. What if Jimmy John Jenkins... His name is Jimmy Jenkins. Let's just keep goes that straight. <laughs> instead to one that already exists and it's like, hey, I was thinking about <laughs> devoting like 90 hours of my life keep going finish your fucking thought to making my own under bed gallery (laughs) 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 to making my own under bed gallery but what if instead i just come and help you with yours that has already been established but jimmy jenkins has like a has an idea for a gallery that he where he might be able to support other artists so what happens with those ideas he just sort of puts them aside do you think that the gallerist he approaches wants to incorporate his ideas maybe they're kind of creeped out by the underbed gallery idea <laughs> so no <they're- laughs> I mean, i'm not gonna say no i but just feel like you want jimmy jenkins to have his piece too no maybe- you want him to like put it away for a little while no i just think that we have so many tiny spaces that are open like from 4 to 4 30 on wednesday that was christine's concern yeah she's like the only problem is that there's all these amazing spaces but they're what if we get to them ever kind of teamed up a little more and instead of every single person having their own gallery yeah we have like more support well, for the ones already I think that could make sense in for example in Oakland there's neighborhoods where there's multiple little event you know event sort I mean of I don't want to end any ones that are already in existence I'm just talking to those people <laughs> the out future. there if you're thinking about starting a gallery in Oakland maybe under your bed, under your bed. inside your mailbox <laughs> maybe you should go to the doctor first <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> Go to the doctor first. I have to. S- oh shit. Oh. <laughs> okay, go on. I really love that one because I really wish Jimmy Jenkins opened the under under bed gallery. gallery. We can still do under it's bed. It's so gallery. interesting. Plus, I think like I think it's sort of like so. What if I can't make it? It's maybe not for me. Maybe Jimmy Jenkins is, has his under bed gallery for. Not. I mean, not that it's not for me, but that right. There's another audience. Maybe it doesn't matter who's there. Maybe they just need to like work out this experience or this interest that they have. Totally. And I'm all for it. Yeah. I think let's just let's just encourage everyone to do anything they want to do, especially if it's weird and great. I do feel like at the moment we're in now, which is a different moment mm-hmm. than February eighth, twenty fifteen, that it does feel like things have been closing. So 
people yes. co- go ahead have your mailbox gallery do it your staircase gallery staircase gallery um yeah go off go off yeah i'm really into it have your underbed gallery but don't be creepy about it <laughs> i mean don't be like dangerously creepy you know what i mean that's what i mean is that okay <laughs> don't pull the cord oh no be careful okay okay fantastic that was a good one i, I like it. that one and never forget the underbed gallery i think about it all the time <laughs> okay makes soon this is an one. underwater gallery no I, see the people cool. these ideas are free this is what we're really giving on congratulations <laughs> pine tree you know we may not do a lot of the ideas but we definitely don't but we come up with them we're generating them constantly absolutely <laughs> Okay. Oh, I also want to say I put out a a little question out to people on Instagram asking for their favorite moments of Congratulations Pine Tree. And I have to say, more than anything, people who responded with their favorite moments, like 99% of them were like, oh, that time you shouted out my show. (laughs) Oh, really? They only remembered their own reference. Damn, people. Okay, that's fine. Uh, that's probably what I would do. Thank too. you to everyone who sent in your beautiful m- memories and moments that you loved. There have been a lot of episodes. It's really hard to tr- sort of like yeah. pin down. None of them made it onto this show, this episode. <laughs> so, but thank you for your feedback. Yeah. And if you have any other feedback, give us a call, 419-351-6606. You can tweet us at Pine Tree Podcast, or you can email us, congratulationspinetree at gmail.com. We really want to say thank you to our sustaining donors, Anonymous and Jim Jim Prosser. Go ahead and... That's kind of amazing. It's been pretty consistent for, what, at least two to three years? Yeah, Jim has been really keeping us afloat. Does Jim know that he's actually donating? I hope so. Is it like one of those auto pay things? You just don't no, even pay attention? No, I think attention? Jim really does listen. Oh, man. Jim. And uh, we want to say thank you. That's and we really want to cool. say, I think, thank you to Jim's wife, who's, Aww. I think, the artist. The artist the in family. the group. Got it. And um, oh, that's so thank sweet. you to both so of awesome. them. We celebrate you. And if anybody else wants to donate to the show, <laughs> we would welcome that. Go ahead and go to congratulationspinetree.com. Now, May soon in these next... Support uh, another 300 episodes. Yeah, I was going to say, in the next 300 episodes, should we start a Patreon? Sure. No, we're not doing that. Okay. I'm always like, okay, but no. May soon this next clip is a very short clip, and but I do think it is a little peek behind the... I feel like this was a conversation that would normally happen behind the scenes. Oh, shit, and you put it out on the okay. public? And now this is a moment from episode 44, Hypothetical Cries, okay, from July 15th, another 2015 deep cut. Um, But in this clip, Maysoon is torturing me by telling me she has a piece of gossip, but then not telling me what it is. Okay, here we go. All right, here's the art problem of the week. What happens when somebody you know knows something about something that's going on and they tell you something's going on (laughs) and then they won't tell you what it is to torture you psychologically (laughs) and physically? I don't think they're meaning to torture you. I think they're just like they're having a problem where it's too it's too 
exciting for them or big for them that they just but they know they shouldn't say anything so they just tell you they have news but well, they won't tell you what but it they is also so you can just sit there feel and responsible to the person and that cry. they can't they just can't do it it's just not wouldn't well, be then right you shouldn't have brought it up in the first place that hypothetical is, person <laughs> that is true and i'm sure that person after seeing the response from the other person would feel really gr- regretful they feel so regretful that they feel like crying a little bit. Don't. Then we're both going to cry. <laughs> no, <we're> Hypothetically. <laughs> Moving on. Has this happened to you, listener? <laughs> Call in. Let us know. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was great. Moving on. Do you know what your gossip was? It wasn't really gossip. What year it was, was that? It was news. That was 2015. That was July 2015. I mean, I think I know what it was. It was probably like what someone leaving or someone yeah. coming, someone leaving someone an organization. Leaving. Who was it? In 2015, was it Courtney? Yeah, I think so. Oh, it was Courtney Fink leaving Southern Exposure. Oh, and you held that secret. Well, because yeah, I have a closer relationship with, with Courtney. I am <clears throat> fist, and that's why you're the number one person mm-hmm. to trust. Trust me, people. Mm-hmm. I would. I tell Kate a lot of secrets. I feel like I would tell you and Jimbo, you're like the two people and other people who are not in the Bay Area. Sure enough. Depending on how big it is, of course. Mm-hmm. But I'm out of the loop on secrets now. Well, we're getting back into it. I really want to get back into it. Yeah. Give us your secrets, <laughs> listeners. Perfect place to put them. Put them right here on the podcast exactly. while they'll be held <laughs> tightly. Yeah. I feel like another thing, we used to get a lot more anonymous Stuff, Ooh, tips. You know, like tips, people but... bur- start doing that again. You know, when people yeah. want to complain about their boss. There's a lot to complain about these days. No, for sure. Oh. <laughs> Air your dirty laundry. <laughs> okay, okay. This next one is one of my favorites. Okay, this is from episode 182. Okay, which was called Jack Fisher's Got a Show. Oh up. my god. <laughs> Wait, which can you give us the date on that one? And that is October fifth, twenty eighteen. Okay, Jack Fisher. <laughs> Ever since that show, Kate always—that's what she says when she's announcing it. Jack I think Fisher I was saying it before. Jack that. Fisher's got a show. Yeah, I next. think I've been saying it long, <laughs> long before that. Um, okay, and what's happening in this clip is we are talking about Kathy Lou having a show. Gotta love Kathy Lou. <laughs> and here's the clip. I don't really need to say more about it. <laughs> can't read all your emails jack fisher's got a show up hey guess what jack irving fisher street, has a show up he sure does irving street projects you got kathy Lou. event coming up perfect timing that we're back right now because there is going to be an event there on october october 7th 3 to oh, 5 p.m it's that's called. on sunday yep that's on sunday mixed drinks with an a Part of Peach Garden, Kathy Lou's show over there. Those sculptures look amazing. Yes. They look kind of like exploded vol- testicles, like volcanoes. But oh, in, I thought you were going to say like vulva. sunset colors. Yes, they are, and there's like vapor. I think that comes out. Really? Yeah. It's so they're very interesting. they're actually ejaculating as well. Yeah. Well, are they supposed to be penises? No, I was thinking testicles. Te- okay, testicles don't ejaculate. Let's just I get mean, that straight. They're part of that process. They are part of the process. However, that's not the hole that we're, do you think it's a vulva? There's no hole that comes out. They're, They're peaches. peaches. <laughs> <laughs> it's at the end. Oh my god, that was such a good 
end because the way that clip starts we're like talking over each other it's totally it's totally spazzy and chaotic and then we're like wow everyone i want you to know i do know that the testicles are part of the ejaculation process that was a little little embarrassing for me oh it's okay it's fine well no you were right like the the ejaculate doesn't come out of a hole in the testicles. <laughs> the testicles, it's true, right? So, <laughs> Kathy's peaches are pretty. They're pretty. I mean, they are. Oh, and now Kathy Lou is an international <clears throat> superstar. I know, I know. She's so incredible. many we have followed the rise to fame of so many, so many young artists. artists. It's true, and we were right there along the way. Yep, right there on the side. Yes. Okay, Maysoon, this next one is another back alley secret. (laughs) Whoa. From Wednesday, January 6th, episode 68, Winter Readers. And this artist, Brady Baltazor, had an installation in North Beach of canned parrot. Okay, he had these cans that said... Did, was I? Did I go to that show? Did you go to that show? It wasn't show? really a show. It was like in a storefront window, oh. and it caused some controversy. Let's hear oh, about it now. Love it. Anyhow, an artist had an installation out in North Beach where they were selling cans that were labeled Sky Rat Boiled Parrot. <laughs> with a cute little picture of a parrot's face on the front. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, Maysoon... We've got parrots out here, huh, in San Francisco? We've got parrots, yep. I know there's a shit ton over on the Embarcadero and those tall trees. Where's, I think, is it Telegraph Hill or Knob Hill where there's like the parrots of Telegraph Hill, I think, yeah. So apparently people were taking this very seriously because they were thinking about their beloved San Francisco parrots. Some of the comments uh, are really funny in that article. People had a fucking shit fit. (laughs) This was like one of the most San Francisco... Mm, responses to an artwork that I can imagine. Because you got fucking, if you have, you know, shit. <laughs> you got SFAI showing like M. Lamar's work where people are like, you know, getting stuff shoved up their asshole and like <laughs> being tortured or wow. whatever, you know, and that's all fine. And that should be fine. And I'm totally, that's awesome. But God forbid you boil a parrot. <laughs> I don't know. Don't I'm really I'm vegetarian. I'm totally behind animal rights, but but I think it was pretty come apparent on. that this was fake. It's really apparent that it's fake. It's hysterical. Yeah, <laughs> there's like a great the display and it's like a, a storefront, you know, with two. Yep. There's two types of parrot, by the way. Cherry Conyers and their own syrup and boiled <laughs> parrot so and gnarly. gravy. Right. So there's two kinds of birds, mm-hmm. and there's these little you know pyramid can displays. Oh, well, they also said that our tasty birds were are wild caught in San Francisco's North Beach district, cooked right. and flash canned at the source. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of grotesque, but they're they're making fun of like the San Francisco obsession with like foodie food, yes, and locality local, and seasonal yeah. and mm-hmm. this that and the other and organic and you know which Paleo. I personally am all for making fun of. Even though I will admit to being that person a lot of the time, too. Right. Can I read you uh, a little comment from a passer, an offended passerby? Yeah, there's some good ones. The most disgusting thing I've ever seen in North Beach in the 25 years that I have lived here. (laughs) 
Like, really? No one's ever shit on your doorstep? She also left them a letter. The lo- The venue is called Terrific Street. Yeah, I don't know anything about them. She also said, your window display is a disgrace. Not at all funny, if that's what you think it is. You are in the wrong neighborhood. Shame on you. So why didn't Bart ban her? And then there was a response to that letter. Read on. Uh Uh-huh. Which said, the jackass who wrote this note is what's destroying America. (laughs) We'll shop here in principle from now on. That's a cute little slice of life. Is that that was kind of like an? I feel like that was sort of like old reporting. My parents live in a town that's like ten thousand people. Where like the paper has the a paper lot of paper has the police blotter or whatever yes. it's called, and they have things like that where it's like you know somebody's you know somebody lost their car and then found it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I kind of love that. It's yeah. so it's so sweet and I don't know. It's nostalgic feeling for me, even though I didn't grow up with that at all. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah, that's, that's really great. great. Okay. I stand by all of that. I gotta say, I totally forgot about that. It's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, Maysoon, do you remember on March 29th, 2019, there was an episode that we did, episode 202, called No Charles. Oh, no, about Charles Demaray. <gasps> yes. I don't remember it, but I mean, that's what I assume that's uh-huh. about. Uh-huh, yeah, really Was good. that, whoa, oh, well, let's listen to it. Okay, <laughs> here remember. we go. I was like, I would email the okay, editor wait, we gotta and be like, to the fuck listener this guy. what happened. Yeah, go. Okay, let me find the post. May soon give them the rundown. I'm going to give you a little rundown. Charles Demaray is the Bay Area's local art critic. He writes for the Chronicle newspaper He's here in San Francisco. He's the only motherfucking art critic making money he put, he gets a salary for that i bet and like oh, i'm sure he gets a salary but there are other art critics who probably get paid by yeah KQD. but not a salary from no a no newspaper. no yeah, they're probably paying per word kind of a thing so um, charles demaray who's the only fucking full-time art critic in america he sends a an email an email to a cloaca project yep to complain about which is like a tiny shoestring tiny like alternative art space yeah Complaining about the graphics. Yeah, we gotta their, read the on email. their email blast. Hold on, I'm getting it. Can you imagine if Jerry Saltz was like emailing like Johnny Two Shirts? Maybe he is. Maybe that's why Charles thought it was a good idea to go ahead and just so he blow can some be like air. a catty bitch like Jerry Saltz. Catty bitch. Everyone's least favorite of all time. Okay, so this is what Charles said. He said, I hope you will not take offense if I share my feeling that the big dots in your messages are distracting and off-putting. Do I notice your emails? Yes. Do I want to open them? Not very much. That's just one critical, in parentheses with an exclamation point, That is not what he's being fucking paid for. (laughs) My best, Charles. And they emailed back and they said, hello, Charles. Nice hearing from you. I'm sorry you feel this way and that our emails are off-putting to you. (laughs) Too nice. Way too nice. The dots are very much part of our graphic identity, so I'm afraid we're not going to be removing them. (laughs) Let me know if you'd like me to take you off our list. We have no intention of annoying you. Have a great week. That was really pro. So, so diplomatic. Yeah, I think I would have been way sassier than that. But then it was a little sassy that they posted the whole thing. <laughs> that was great. And everybody in the comments, including me. The comments were out of shit. Dear Charles, eat shit. Love you, though. 
Yeah, people really blasted off. Some asshole says, I can't believe he uses his position as the art writer of our local paper to critique your email design. I would report him to the paper for abuse of power. What a fucking dish rag. Did you say that? Your letter was way too nice. That was Maysoon's comment. <laughs> I, I want to be seeing. The, I want to see those motherfucking dots left. I want right. to look at those dots what all those, day long. What now. dots are they, Mason? I don't. I'm gonna get a motherfucking like, tattoo of those dots <laughs> on my fucking face. You know, they just have like their like, like the that moon, black the full dot. Moon it's just a fuck. That, it's just a fucking. It's a cloaca. It's a hole, guys. Yes, duh. Oh my god, wouldn't that have been great if her email just went into cloaca? It's actually and like do a whole anus, explanation almost. Well, I think it should have shown a. Like a gaping. <laughs> God. Oh, Charles. I like this one, this one by someone named Caravaggio. So good. The whole point of Cloaca is the black dot Charles I. Black, black hole curation, blind spot, poor SF. I don't know what all that like means, but I, I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What is that? I just don't understand. I think he's gone off the rails, to be honest. I think he's. I should not be staying this. What I was work the at a last fucking art institution. <laughs> what was the last review he wrote? I haven't read anything he's written in the ages. I don't know. We definitely got a write up for Minutia's work for the show that's up right now in the Chronicle, but I don't think he wrote it. I think it was one of their other writers. But, get him uh, out of there. I don't get it. He's kind of he's like trolling. He is literally using his position as a fucking Chronicle writer to troll people in the community. <laughs> okay, that's how I see this shit. And it's fucked up. Okay, Mason, where do you stand now? Is Charles de Marais still at the Chronicle? No, I don't think so. Right? Did Why didn't we ever talk didn't about Didn't he retire? That? Oh, no, that was Kenneth Baker. And then Charles de Marais came in. I don't know. I I don't remember. I mean, that that makes me laugh so much that he sent that email. Why did he think he should do that? Why did, <laughs> did he? I just don't even understand. Like, that's just like, you need to just, that's when you have to tell yourself, you know what? I don't need to send this email. It's fine. We're just as confused about it now as we were then. Yeah. I want to read all the com- the feedback, though. And now Cloaca's closed. It's so yeah, sad. I was going to say bless Cloaca. I know. Okay, we're coming up on episode four. We've broken into the top four here. Wow. And this one is from an episode from April 6, 2016, episode 81, which was called Laser Shapes. Um, it was called Laser Shapes because of a performance that we had. We had um, actually some guest contributors, Sarah Hotchkiss and Zoe Teleporos, went to Toria Cummings, had a thing over on like Treasure Island in a secret abandoned. <laughs> I remember that. And I was so bummed I didn't go. It sounded so great. I know. It was Perfect. amazing. Um, but of course, that's not the clip we're going to be hearing. We're going to be hearing a clip where we had a listener, Jill. Wanted to know if she needed to credit her cat as a collaborator oh, in her painting practice. I remember that. Well, I'm, I feel like maybe we've had a few of those mm-hmm. cat involved this is paintings. This a long one, so settle in. <laughs> settle in. Okay. This is from Jill. Jill writes in to say she's kind of confessing a little bit. She is confessing that she, for the past maybe six months to a year, has been getting into shows with these paintings that are actually done... With the aid of her cat. Did she send images? She did. Do they have like paw prints in them? In some of them. They're kind of, they're a little bit, there's like paw print over paw print over paw print. So they, they kind of smudge out a little bit. They blend. 
So you can't look, tell. You can't, but when you hear color when she something? says, "Hey, my been my cat's been working with me on these," you're kind of like, "Then oh, you're like, oh, I get it. That's what that hair is in the right. painting." Sure enough. And so she's kind of she's wondering so what's the problem. She's just she's just wondering if she needs to let it out in the world. If that needs to be part of her artist statement, or if she should just keep doing what she's doing. I think because it is an animal that you do not have to credit them. Okay. I think using, okay, now, I don't know. I don't want to say using an animal. I'm very pro animal rights, as you know, and I'm vegetarian. And I was you vegan are. for six months. You but were. then I found out that junior mints are not vegan. So you did. I actually was never you vegan because I was it. eating junior mints the whole time. <laughs> if you are collaborating, and I use that in quotation marks, with right. a cat that is your pet, I feel like that's the same as if. Like, you wouldn't credit your paintbrush as a collaborator. Like, I feel like she's using the cat as a tool. I actually what? have a friend who also is a painter. Who I don't think she's, like, taking the cat's paw and no, putting no, it I in know, paint and putting it on the canvas. I know, but if you were, like, dry, say, okay, this is kind of similar. If you took a Roomba, you know, the little yes, robot yes, vacuum, I do. and you kind of had that drive around in some paint on a canvas... I don't think you would have to credit the Roomba because you're using the Roomba as a tool. You understand what I'm saying? Even though you're not like using it like a... Right, but it's... I mean, isn't making isn't it making some kind of a decision to put its hand in the paint, its paw in the paint, and then but back on really, the canvas? really, you're making the decision to put the cat and the paint in a room together to make the... You know what I'm saying? Like, you're the I orchestrator, don't I don't know. When I, when I worked at the SPCA here in San Francisco, we occasionally did... And had days where there were cats painting and... And you'd credit the animal? Well, yeah. But you weren't doing it as an artist. You were doing it to... Did you sell the paintings? No, no. I think it was just to like promote how cute the cats were. Right, and to get them adopted. Basically. Well, that's a completely different situation. But they were painting those damn paintings. You think they were making really like intelligent Some color choices? Some of them had paintbrushes in their mouths. And they they were sure like, did not have fucking paintbrushes. They were. They it. would sign their You're names. A dirty liar. They would sign their names and everything. You're fucking. No, I'm not. You're Those cats lied. are fucking smart. Well, I mean, if a cat signing their saying. name to a painting, you hey. can't deny that they're trying to take credit for it. They want credit. But it sounds like Jill's cat is simply at the wrong place or the right place at the right time. And so, if her personal conflict is that she's not crediting a collaborator who is just as much an author of the work as she is Mm -hmm. i think she need not worry about that because Mm -hmm. the cat is already the benefactor of all your work because it's the benefactor of you you're feeding it can we text julie brian wilson on this i would love to i think we should get her input on it I th- there's several yeah. cat people I feel like we could okay. cat, art art cat people yeah, that yeah. we could get I think some that'd be good. but just personally I feel like if you're worried that the cat isn't getting credit as an artist that's really ridiculous I think part of the part of the concern for Jill is also that she feels like she's sort of tricking the art world right but that Jill, she's not being the upfront about it look marcel duchamp put a motherfucking urinal in a show back in like 1919 or whatever we have one at sf moma that's when fuck yeah you do at sf moma and that is made it okay for people to use cats in their fucking paintings because hey. you're fucking it's not the fucking physical action that makes the work it's the fucking idea and it was your fucking idea to put the cat in the fucking room with the paint Pete 
P.S. I hope that is non-toxic paint because if it's oil yeah, paint, that's, that's dangerous. I had a painting teacher in college. I know I've said this before, who whose cat went blind from <gasps> lead paint. Oh, so don't do that. Don't do Jill. that. You're walking a fine line here, Jill. Jill, we need more information. So I, I want hope a video you're using that non-toxic like Crayola fucking paint. <laughs> I can't imagine that these paintings look good, Maysoon. Oh. Crayola doesn't give you much of a range. Let's post an image on the site. We'll have to get permission for that, <laughs> okay. so we'll see what happens. But long story short, May soon, if she's worried about crediting the cat, I think it's fine. You don't have to. If she's worried about misrepresenting her paintings, what if she put her cat's that's fine name too? I feel like on either count, it's fine not to credit the cat. What if she changed her artist's name to include her cat's name, like a middle name, like All Jill see. Fluffy Anderson? Okay, well, I mean, I that guess way it's still obviously, secretive. Jill, this must be weighing on you heavily. And truly, she wrote in because, because of it. Yes. I mean, that's a big deal. So, I guess if you want to add your cat's name into your name as an artist, I mean, personally, I feel like everyone should join a collaborative duo and abandon their individual yeah. artist practice, because that halves the competition pool you know oh, what i yeah, mean good point if that's everybody right. joins together that's right but i feel like the cat wasn't in the competition to begin <laughs> with so maybe get the cat and get another artist and the three of you why don't you get two cats and another human <laughs> gotta get another human involved to make this make sense to me oh my gosh right okay two humans and two cats yes maybe a dog i know the perfect household oh my god this is great good experience oh, is it mine? Yeah. Aw. Are you Jill? No. Oh, okay. Good. Fuck no. I was worried. My cats would never get involved in any of that. I can't even get my cats to fucking... I could see my cat, Pickles, doing it for sure. Getting into some painting. Maybe I should bring some paint People, home for her. You gotta check the kind of paint you're using. If you can't eat it... Don't safely, even if buy you it. aren't willing Don't to look put at it. it in up your own ass. Stop you, it! That's the fastest way to get it in your system, Maysoon. Suppositories. Mm. If you're not willing to do that, then you should not be letting your cat walk through it or any of that. Because you know that's going to go in their mouth eventually. Uh, immediately. Exactly. So. <sighs> but their mouths are not. Have their we given asses. a good answer just, to Jill here? I think so. I think she's got plenty to work with. Jill, it's all up to you. I feel like there is no ethical dilemma here. It's a purely personal moral dilemma. So it's on you. Let us know what you decide. Yeah, I'm super curious about this now. Thank And thank you, of course, for the listener question. At this point, at this point in the world, I think Jill would benefit from somehow putting her cat in like her materials. In the materials list, yeah. Yeah. But not as a another artist. I, I think probably that's a little extreme. That episode was, that was ridiculous. <laughs> that was a real highlight. That it also really hit fun. so many of our important topics. Me saying about how I'm vegetarian. Yeah. That comes up every episode. <laughs> um, us... Talking to an artist about having pets. Yep. I feel like that's like our most common list. Studio safety. Yes. Always a big one. Yes. <laughs> and ethical issues. Ethical issues. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. And collaboration. Mm-hmm. So this is just a <laughs> tiny clip from my favorite episode, episode 18, The Treasure Room, which aired on December 22nd, 2014. <laughs> 
which was about the in- the first time we ever went to the International Art, Art Museum, Museum of, of America, America, which basically changed the whole trajectory of my life. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> I think I re-listened to that one recently. Wasn't SF MoMA closed at the time when we visited? I think, so. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, here we go. To whatever this cult sect believes that we're at the end of days pretty much Mm. that we're beyond when people are really able to learn uh dharmas anymore or whatever like uh the doctrine and so this guy can give you kind of like a like a whatever like dharma for dummies (laughs) and like somehow get you like enlightened before whatever before things get so shitty that nobody can figure it out anymore we're in a very dark time according to these people right. which i feel like that's always a good sign of a cult is are we close to the end times yeah so another thing that we found out from some of the paperwork or whatever some of the uh, publications that they have there is i don't know what relationship they're saying they have with this uh, organization called Success Development Incorporated, oh. but it's on a lot of their um, brochures and stuff. And it turns out that's some kind of fucking motivational speaking kind of like, oh. come take a class and we'll make, I mean, it's just like another cult, but like that kind of like business cult where like, come learn how to like maximize your yeah. efficiency and yeah. blah, blah, blah. I don't even know where to begin to right the wrongs of this place. I know. I'm not saying they should change. I give it nine and a half out of 10 stars. <laughs> I think I started to get a little bit cagey towards the end. I was like, I gotta get out of here, guys. It was wild, man. I was get I was getting ready for them to come and haul us out because we were taking pictures we shouldn't have been. <laughs> you know. There were all sorts of rules about what you could do in that space. I remember that, and I remember it also being like set up like the fucking Sistine Chapel or something. <laughs> Right where you 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 go in and you you go in in one one entrance and you have to go this pathway oh, to yeah, exit. It's you like can't. A maze, there's yeah. no like other exits. You either it's go backwards long, or forwards. And road. towards the end of it, you start to feel like, especially I think the treasure room really wigged me out. Yeah. So that room was shut <laughs> with bars with locks on. Them. Yeah. This and the whole thing is a cult. It's in celebration of this guy who lives in Pasadena. Dorji. Dorji Chung Buddha the Third. And uh, anyhow, May soon, I feel that, okay, we recorded that episode in 2014. We fucking cracked the code <laughs> on Nexium because that's like Nexium ass shit, a business oh. cult that teaches oh, yeah, you to yeah. be a better businessman. We were the original <laughs> journalists, like fucking. True that. Putting the spotlight on cults. Once again, getting into kind of our common threads of this show over the years, we have now at coming in at number two, silver medal. Okay. Is um, episode 272, oh. Retract. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is from Wednesday, October 13th, 2021. Now, May soon reviewed this episode, and I believe you called it like, like, uh, what did you say? Unhinged bliss or something <laughs> like <laughs> I In my notes right here, I say absolute classic CPT magic. Wow. <laughs> I love that. At least the first half. I don't know what happened to the second half. <laughs> oh, we started talking about fucking NFTs. And I was like, wah, uh, wah, yeah, we'll move on. yeah, I didn't include any of that. Um, but the clip I did include <clears throat> from this episode is where, to, where once again, and this was from the very beginning of the show, <laughs> we periodically take back everything we've ever said in this show. Okay, I need to apologize to May soon. Because oh. I was interrupting too much. <laughs> the last episode, you were going off. 
Mm-hmm. I you wanna... don't ever need to apologize to me, though, Kate. Okay, and I need to give a, a correction for every time I was flying off the handle. <laughs> And I was probably, I was probably wrong about a lot of different facts. I couldn't even keep track of all the factual maybe, inaccuracies. Maybe we need to give like a blanket apology from both of us for like all the previous episodes from our last apology. We always do an apology, yep. but it's been probably like maybe a year since our last like full apology for everything. Right. Well, remember we used to redact everything. Redact we would say? everything. Yes. So let's just go ahead and do another blanket redaction. Yeah. You know, Maysoon, that's another <laughs> correction, though, that I have to make. Because <laughs> oh I don't God, I think I ever actually meant redacted. I think what I meant was... Um, like erase it God completely? God damn it. The <clears throat> other one. Because redacting is when you go through a document and you black out things. Yes. You know, things. so that so people can never read the people the public yes i had to redact a document so if i was redacting i would go back into the podcast and bleep out things okay what i really basically when you're saying you redact everything you meant to me that sounds like you're just we're like erasing our entire which i love that that's what i want to do but i want (laughs) to say that i'm actually recanting no that's not the right word what's that is that is that like you're like Gonna re-sing the whole podcast? Don't forget the Congratulations Pine Tree Pumpkin Carving Contest. Yes! Have we gotten any responses (laughs) yet? No, we're not going to. Okay, Kate. Yes. Oh my god, I cannot believe you (laughs) are saying that. First of all, we have many listeners who have children, and they are required by God, (laughs) by law, to carve pumpkins with their small children until the child is over it, which is probably not until they're fucking in high school. Okay, so listen, people. Get a pumpkin. Get your kid excited. Carve it out. Put a candle in it. Send us a picture. We want to see it. We got weirder and weirder since the it's pandemic. So good. I think the pandemic really set us down a road. Of- I think we're kind of. I but there's a there's a part of me that feels like since the pandemic, like the um, our filters are less. The filters are gone. The a mental bit. weirdness has gone way up. It's just like who cares anymore let me just say whatever the hell i'm thinking total freaks yeah (laughs) Yeah. and i love that i kind of love that too actually (laughs) feels very uh liberating to not have to hold anything in anymore (laughs) okay may soon without further ado let's go ahead and give the gold medal to the number one congratulations pine tree moment of all time and this is a scientific evaluation, oh. so there's no debating or arguing with this. Okay, this is from episode 38, Social Fucking Justice. Oh, okay. whoa. This clip, and that episode is from May 20th, 2015. And this clip is... A lot of hot ones from the first, the couple, first couple years. Yeah, it's nice. stuff that I really hadn't listened to in a long time. So good. Okay, this is one of our first times we did Man on the Street. Oh, stuff. <laughs> We're driving around the mission trying to find Mark Zuckerberg's house. Oh, God. Decided that we needed to go stalk Mark Zuckerberg because I heard <laughs> that he lived near Dolores Park and I heard that his house was always under construction. So we're over here by Dolores Park looking for houses under construction. We're on the corner of Dolores and Liberty currently and there is a backhoe. Is that a backhoe? Yep. A backhoe and a porta potty directly in front of us. However, we don't really see any scaffolding, and you kind of need some kind of scaffolding if we're working on a house, usually. 
There's no boarded up windows. I don't think it would be. I think he's living in the house, too. So I think it's just like they're constantly doing renovations. Oh, there's someone in an Audi behind us. Maybe we should ask them if they know, because they probably do know. Excuse me. Do you happen to know where Mark Zuckerberg lives? What? Mark Zuckerberg? I'm sorry. I don't know. I get not move here. Oh, okay. okay. Thank you anyway. Welcome. Have a great day. The Google bus just drove by, but it didn't stop on the corner where we are. So I'm wondering if we should just follow the Google bus for a little bit. I don't think Zucker is on the Google bus. He's definitely not on the Google bus. He's probably still at work. I think go straight. Just wasting time. May soon is that him? Is that him? No, that guy's too young. What about that dog? Is that his dog? I don't think he has a dog. Look at this guy in that car. Hope, hope, hope. Got a runner. No. He has curly hair. Uh-oh. More porta potties. Oh, it could be any of these. Oh, these wow. look posh as hell. Let's put the hazards on. Can you see in any of the windows? Should we go check the mailbox? That's a federal crime. So if we do do that, opening, we can't say it. Opening the mail is a federal crime. Looking at a piece of paper is not a federal crime. I think rifling through someone's mail could put us in some We're kind of legal rifling, jeopardy. Looking at a piece of paper. Get out and look at the paper. No hell no. Are you nuts? Keep. First off, it's not under construction. Excuse me. Do you know where Mark Zuckerberg lives? Somewhere around here, though. That's what we've heard. Finding him. Thank you. You have some questions for him. Yes, I do too. Oh yeah. Do you? Could you tell us a question to ask? I tried to get off Facebook, and it wasn't possible. I ended up finding out. I'm not very savvy with these kinds of things, but you know, it seemed very easy for me to just like select the wrong. Yes, I want to read this message out of my email, and suddenly everything that I ever had on Facebook just reappeared. I thought perhaps if you close an account, they delete all the information that you would put in your profile, but it's all still there, so there's really no such thing as... And it's all theirs, actually. Well, thank you so much for speaking to us. Have a a great evening. (laughs) Okay. I feel like if we were in Ohio, I don't know if people would be so uh, excited to speak to us. Straight up... Are- Roll up on somebody in a Toyota, <laughs> ask them about Facebook, <laughs> pop a microphone in their face, and sure enough, they're going to give you the hospitality. I think the microphone makes us seem legit. It makes us seem like we're really, we're, we're doing some reporting here, people. Okay, Kate, we're, I think we're it also here. helps that we're pretty innocuous looking. Yeah, we're like, we look like kind of normal young ladies. Hip- hipsters. I don't think we look hip. We look like hipsters. I think he's in this rose building. For some Zuck! reason. Hey, Zuck! <laughs> We've got wait, some wait, questions let's, let's for discuss. you. Oh, I'm scared of him. Are you sure? Really? No, no, no. I'm scared too. <laughs> I'm scared too now that you said that. What if that's his dad? No, keep going, keep going. What if it's. Oh, that <laughs> all right. That was really funny to be here. Oh my goodness. I can't believe we we went and asked people questions. We should do more of that, huh? All right, May soon. That was oh, pretty it's funny. Been 300 episodes and multiple years. We've really done it. We want should we shout out everyone? We want to shout out everyone we've ever interviewed. We want to shout out everyone, everyone who's, who's ever, ever listened. donated, listened. Yep. We want to shout out Suzanne Husky for letting you borrow her car today. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and her and Walter. Mm-hmm. Everyone who supported the show. We really hope in the next 300 episodes we get a lot more listener feedback. <laughs> We're looking for listener feedback always. Uh-huh. 
it's funny because, uh, you know, I was talking to people about how we had our 300th episode coming up and they would be like, oh, yay. Like, oh, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you you listen to this? <laughs> Do they or are they just saying like, oh, yay, can't wait because it's the appropriate thing to say. Yeah, sometimes I hear from people that they're listening. And I'm like, where's the listener feedback? <laughs> you always, I always say that too. You know I'm like, well, email. feel free to let us know if you have any questions. We really like that. We really appreciate it. All Everyone's like, oh, okay. Questions. All we want is questions. And everyone always says, I'll write in, I'll write in. Write in. <laughs> That's your job. Either that or next time you see Cater, I just give us, hand us a slip of paper. Yeah, there you go. We'll take or paper. just verbally say a question Verbally to us. say a question. Unless you're a little <laughs> shy, you can just slip a piece of paper. Yeah, there you go. I think that'd be kind of cute. Maybe just kind of put it in our pocket without us Maybe knowing. we should make new business cards with a little question line on the back so people can write questions to us. No, that doesn't make sense. Maybe it could have like a little rip-off pad, <laughs> you know, like a post-it pad. That We should get branded post-it. You know, that's oh. actually a thing. A lot more branded merch. And I'm excited for our next 300 episodes. Me too. Our next, what, nine years? Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Another nine years. I feel like we're going to keep doing it until one of us moves. When we start, we have to keep doing it even if we do move. Well, but it's You can't fucking escape this. But it's so... (laughs) (laughs) It's so... It's supposed to be about the Bay Area, though. Yeah, but we'll just have uh, some correspondence. Okay. Um, And then uh, the other thing is that... uh, when we began this, we said we just have to make it past car talk. And so... Oh, shit. We have a long way to go. Right. So, and that, they did for what? Like 22 years or something. We need... Maybe we need nicknames. Like click and clack. Well, that's <laughs> but, how... Maysoon, oh, that's shit. how we I'm started. Remember? Wreck. Remember? <clears throat> you were going to be called Pine Tree. Really? Oh my god. See, this is why we have to like find those early episodes where we talk about the origin of this ep- of the well, podcast. That's what I you even... didn't want to use your name cuz you Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Remember... Fine. That's right. But and... Pine Tree's weird. All right. Well, next week we'll be back to our usual stuff. So send us your shows and events and all your stuff, your questions, comments, yeah. concerns. Thank you to everyone. We're back to a regular schedule we program. have discussed it we are regular we're gonna record we made a on Google the regs <laughs> yep we've got our list of people we're gonna start interviewing we're getting again back on that from the bridge <laughs> wow to the other bridge to the island in between this has been congratulations pine tree episode 300 really good <laughs>